welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. Richard Hobbs here, and for once, we're ahead of the news. It's fantastic. Usually, big news happens like right after recording. As you're probably well aware, the news broke earlier today that Walter Zenger is no longer Wolves manager. And to discuss that and the game of the weekend against Leeds and also the upcoming one against Blackburn on the show this week, we have Adam Price. Hello. David Evans in a pundit role today. I know, this is really weird. This is, yeah. it's, Hello. It's oddly unsettling. Yeah. <laughs> We're show, it's total fancast, a bit like total football. We're showing that anyone can play in any position if need be. Exactly. Right? That's how we're doing exactly. it. And we've got Andy Gillard. Hello. Um, before we get into the whole Zenga chat, um, just a quick one for everyone. As you're probably well aware, we're currently up for the Football Blogging Awards for Best Podcast. Um, in 2014, we uh, won it. Um, we had a year off last year. Let other people have a chance. But you know what? We've decided to go for it again. We do this completely free on our own time. We love doing it. It gives us a lot of joy and satisfaction when we see um, everyone enjoying it as well. Um, if you like what we're trying to do on the podcast, if you like our borderline funny Twitter accounts, if you, part, if you like the Instagram as well, please feel free to drop us a vote. There's two ways you can do it. You can either go on the Football Blogging website, uh, which is www.footballbloggingawards.co.uk. Um, under the vote part, if you've got Best Podcast, we're there. You can also vote for other people as well. You know, feel free to vote for whoever, or you can just leave it. Or if you've got Twitter, which most of you do, if you tweet, um, I am voting in the at FBAs for at WWFC Fancast for Best Football Hashtag Podcast, You'll tweet us your vote and we'll love you forever, pretty much. Um, any testimonials on why people should vote for us, guys? Yes, please vote. Yeah. That's the testimonial. Yeah. Thank you, David. So, yeah. No, we do this every week. Um, we do it for free, which isn't trying to put pressure on anyone to vote because of that. We're not, um, not going to start charging because if you no, don't vote. But... but We've done it for a few years now. and if, I think the general thing is if you enjoy what we do and you enjoy listening to it, it takes a minute to vote for both Twitter and online. Uh, voting closes this Friday, yeah. uh, the 28th of October. Uh, so drop us a vote, and we're very grateful to everyone who's voted for us so far. And if you do vote for us as well, uh, it's much really appreciated. And obviously, when uh, the awards, which is mid-November, well, we'll let you know how we get on. Yeah, and it's at the it's at uh, <coughs> Old Trafford as well. So there might be a chance Wolves can win at Old Trafford as well. Yeah. It will become our theatre of dreams. Yeah. <laughs> our theatre of dreams. So, yeah, if you want us to help, out, help us have a night out as well, yeah. we're okay with that. We kind of figured out that it's going to be the first time in Fancast history that every active member of Fancast will be in the room at one moment. It's a full roster, isn't it? It's a yeah. full roster at yeah. one roster. moment, yeah, yeah. We've even got a table and everything. It's going to be great. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. Let's see who's going to drop out. Though. The drinks will be flowing, or the tears will be flowing. Yeah. We'll be one, one of the two. <laughs> Win or lose, we'll always be. We'll be fine. Okay. Uh, sorry, just to say as well, apologies to everyone for last week. There was supposed to be a podcast last week. Fortunately, there wasn't because I've got, as you can tell with my voice, some kind of cold flu thing that won't shake. I'm hopefully at the other end of it now. But uh, yeah, so sorry everyone yeah. for that. I know we had like basically one person complaining, <laughs> and that was it. Repeatedly as well. Yeah. I hope they've actually complained about your illness. Yes. They're <laughs> rude. I know. Damn you, immune system. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Dave. Sort out so your blood cells. I know. Yeah. Exactly. So sorry, everyone, but we're back. Yeah. That's why I'm on this uh, 
pundit troll this week. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a demotion because of it. It's just that your voice is dying. Yeah. Okay. So, big news. We had a managerial change. Have we? Kenny Jackets and Rotherham. Ah. <laughs> uh, see what I did there? Yeah. Well, enough about that. Um, Zenga, after 14 games, um, after an inconsistent spell at best, has been given the chop. His record at this point uh, compared to Stolbacken after his first 14 games and also Jacket uh, from last season as well after 14 games was decided, was worse than both of those. Two main questions we've kind of got to ask is was it right to let him go now? And um, now we've done sort of one half of it, who's going to replace him? Open the floor for Adam to start. Sorry, I went to you That's twice. Pressure's on. Pressure's on. That hospital, so, hospital pass there. Do you, do you, <laughs> <laughs> so, do you think he. We'll, we'll start to let him go. At this point. I think, really, when you take a step back and look at it, no one should really be surprised that he's gone. No. It's par for the course given his record of staying in jobs. This long or this not very long, he we, we never expected him to be surely a, a long term appointment. Probably many people didn't expect it to be fourteen league games either. But I think we all we all knew. Well, a lot of people knew when he was appointed that this guy is obviously not our first choice. That's mm. pretty much an open secret. He arguably wasn't even our second choice. So he just seemed. It's almost like folks and picked him as this guy is someone we know. And he's available, so let's have him. And while he did have, he obviously had the passion for mm. the job. Whether he actually had the tactical notes to lead a team up the championship, to he's stolen my notes. I've literally got the words down, and I'll show tactical notes and tactical nows. Oh, Great minds. See, this, is what, this is what the good pundits say. Yeah. Tactical nows. <laughs> um, well. Obviously, that that is what is in question whether whether we did. Yeah. And that obviously came into question a lot. Certainly, last couple of games when there were tame defensive midfield that was popping up on the left wing or left forward. So that, that people started to question in that regard because the team selections were getting a bit baffling. We we were always starting games on the back foot. Always, well, all our first halves were on the back foot. Was that mm. to rely on a team talk mm. or, a, or a spirited second half to get any points? So ultimately. We we know that folks are not messing about. They haven't they haven't spent this much money to be messing about down in eighteenth mm. place. So they mean business. They obviously want to get up, possibly this season, definitely next. So they know that Zenga's not cutting it mm. at the minute, and it's looking unlikely that it's going to turn it around. So rightly or wrongly, a decision's been made now. Mm. First, not even the third of the season. Yeah, gone. Yeah. I think. Fosen have just decided not to delay the inevitable, really. I think if it was after Blackburn this week, I think we all would have been like, OK, well, we saw that coming. I don't think I really saw today coming mm. at all. I'm quite shocked that on Tuesday afternoon they've just decided to, to let him go. But I think it, it kind of shows now more that Fosen are, are ruthless. But it's what you hear a lot of people say. It's now this decision, which is the big decision. You could probably let them go for Zenga because they got they decided jacket wasn't going to really work out for them. They brought um, for, nearly forgot his name then already. Uh, <laughs> Zenga in perhaps perhaps as a stopgap because they couldn't get Lopetegui. 
Um, but it's now this decision next either defines Fosen as the the ambitious group that they are publicising they are, or shows them the football knowledge <coughs> naivety that they have. So if Wolves bring in a name or a, a, an experienced person like I'm sure people will talk about like you know maybe like a Sam Allardyce. Maybe in our wildest dreams, like an Andre Villas-Boas, which will never happen, but you know we can all dream. Uh, but then, if they bring in someone like um, the is it Willie Sagnol that's been linked yeah, recently yeah. as well, which it just smacks of Walter Zenger again, then that is going to perhaps throw us into this world of Nottingham Forest and Leeds, perhaps a wealthy owner, but we have no idea mm. what we're doing on the field. Um, and I think there is now already what. Three months into the season, there's so much pressure on Fosen to prove that they've got the the right knowledge to do to set out what they do. And does that mean that they let go perhaps some ties with Mendes, depending on how much influence he has? We don't ultimately know how much influence Mendes has, but does that mean they go against perhaps some of their um, what they decided to do originally? I think they've got to have a very much a clear <coughs> strategy going forwards mm-hmm. in the management and how the clubs essentially run. I mean, if you look at some of the players that have come in, um, I think we said before, it almost feels like the transfers were being shared between the old regime with Felwell and the new regime with Mendes. Mm-hmm. And it was almost as a, you know, Mendes sounds player than Felwell does, then Mendes and sort of keep it in turn. And I think they need to very much stick to one way or another of how they're going to do things, whether they want to go down a continental pattern in terms of the players they're coming in. And to be honest, if we just essentially solely sign Portuguese uh, players slash anyone in the Mendes books, I've not necessarily got a problem with that. If we sign players who are solely based on farewell scouting of the Championship and League One and reserve team and Premier League I've not necessarily got a problem with that either what the problem is is if you kind of merge those two together and ask someone to do a juggling act which again if they're always going to be short term they're not going to be able to handle all of those extra players I mean the squad's so overweighted at the moment and there's so many excess players you know you've got about six or seven centre midfielders and it's far too many to have competing for the spaces, mm. which is only going to be bad in the long run. Um, so for me, I think we need to definitely have some level of vision between all the parts of the club. Mm. Um, who do we think is going to be the uh, most likely manager to, uh, to take over? And I mean, we've got Big Sam's been obviously mentioned. Yeah. Is it too soon after... Um, the whole England I've been reading a few of the names that are Dana's favourites yeah let's hear them Marco Silva seems to be the the number one with the bookies it wouldn't be a surprise would it really if Marco Silva come in he seems to fit in with the you know the the Jorge Mendes style yeah Yeah. and he seems to have a better managerial record than than summons obviously he doesn't seem as hazardous Silva's I think about 39-40 years old he's still quite an up and coming manager I think he's done well at Olympiacos I think he won the league league there I think he had a pretty bad spell with um, was it Lisbon or Benfica? He was at Sporting before. He did manage to win a cup. He won a cup, but he mm. got fired because he wore the wrong suit. Yeah. 
Unforgivable. Did he, yeah, did he yeah, go um, he sort went, of he like... Went half did he go, suit, half suit. Did he go Liverpool 95, <laughs> or cream. final? Yeah. Or did he make the uh, killer mistake of black suit, brown shoes? Ooh. Which, yeah. you know, I mean, in, like, a, in a continental city, that is not going to stand. <laughs> if he's managing in Wolverhampton, however... He could get away Part with it. Of the yeah. Course. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. He's been rumoured for the Inter job though, apparently, because they're not mm. happy with De Boer. Um, and he doesn't speak English, which could be a drawback. But, yeah, but as Wol- we're going quite Wolverhampton, Wolverhampton, yeah, Milan, I know what I would choose. Yeah. Come on. Home is where the heart is. It, it is. is. Absolutely. City of dreams. Well, um, We've got a better Italian. Marco, yeah. it's Marco <laughs> Silva. He was. Rumoured to be in the frame first time round, wasn't he? Yeah. He yeah. Dr- apparently, well, to- according to Twitter journalists, rejected the job twice, I think. Oh, right, so. Yeah. Twitter journalists. High hopes for him then, if we yeah. go back in Twitter, room. Twitter journalists, I'm going off there, though. Sorry. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I'd say then the next sort of favourite is Big Sam. The fans seem to love him. If you look on any yeah. message board anywhere, it's all get Sam in now. Yeah. I, mean, I, can, I can understand, mm. you can obviously understand the basis of that. I mean, it's almost the same as getting Bruce in. A month ago, mm. he, he's clearly got the experience at this level. Um, he's a good man manager as well. He's happy to work with farm players as well. It's easy to sort of see him as this stereotypical mm. flat four four two English approach, but he's not actually like that. He's quite highly technical. He likes using um, modern techniques with his coaching, and he'll also work with. You know, he likes to have farm players in his team as well. Mm. Um, so in various regards, it could work. My only worry with Big Sam is, after the whole England thing, is this just a couple of weeks too soon? Yeah, Has too the soon? dust settled enough for him? And also, um, and also with Big Sam, and 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 with some of these managers, again, it's the the the, the style of how Wolves are being managed now. Mm. If foes and say we want to keep this thing well, basically we buy the players and you manage them. Will someone like Big Sam want to come in? Big and to, under that model, Big Sam perhaps wants to buy his own players. It's difficult and that's why that's why I think the next guy will be a foreign continental manager. Yeah. Yeah. That's how they normally operate, yeah. don't they? Unless they? they've looked at it after three months and gone, <coughs> actually, perhaps we need to mm. go back to a more traditional English system. That's why I think it's so key this appointment because mm. it will really show you whether foes and are going forward with. It's, with the club or not it's really interesting and I saw an interesting tweet by um, former Wolves player Steve uh, Foggard Froggart Froggart okay. even good old um, Froggy. how saying we can't get experiment we can't experiment with um, untried former managers get gigs in <laughs> well surely gigs is untried at this level he's yeah. basically untried in management apart from any level eight games from Man U at the end of the season when we had nothing to play for. Does anyone see Giggs being a... No, I've no. seen that argument a few times. Zenga's got no experience yeah. in the Championship. Get Giggs. Who's never even played football in the Championship. Yeah. Yeah. But we all like the Vine, don't we? The Giggs Vine. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure everyone's been sent a <laughs> yeah. uh, photo of that today. Are there any other names, Andrew, on, on the list? Um, Rob Edwards is another I was going to say, yeah, again. Rob Edwards is currently a uh, caretaker manager. Mm-hmm. And everything that comes out of this... 
at least we can say we've got a very handsome man in that on the touchline. Very, ple- <laughs> very pleasing to the eye. Yeah. Very pleasing to the eye. Like oh, well, Silvio's assistant. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> just just <don't>. dreams. <laughs> It's like having the beach boys in charge. Yeah. You can imagine the... Um, AVB just lurking on the corner where you took them in there. Approaching position on, on the yeah. grass like that. You can imagine oh the charity God. calendar. Yeah. The sales would fly off. <laughs> I was going to say, with Edwards, um, it was just a very small one. If any of you watched the game on Saturday, and I'm sure you've watched pretty much every game this season, he has been consistently rocking the shorts up until what is now getting into... You know, the cold autumn yeah. months, it's getting to be jumper weather. Is he, do you reckon he's going to keep it up for the whole season with the uh, shorts and white socks? Because I kind of hope a, so. Yeah, he's set a precedent now, isn't yeah. he? I think he needs to continue that trend. I mean, if he doesn't, he's definitely going to go for the uh, tight-fitting pro-fit tracksuit bombs, isn't he? He's not going to, it's, going to, it's all going to be slimline with him, isn't it? Let's yeah. be honest. <laughs> I mean, back to less pressing matters then. Um, was Zenga essentially almost always going to fail there was always that element of short termism he came almost under a cloud mm. of smoke with new owners yeah. was it ever yeah. going to end well I think all I was going to say is there is going to be a piece on, on wallsfancast.com <laughs> about this subject written by written by my fair hands <laughs> typed on a screen by my fair hands but uh, yeah little plug there <laughs> but Adam Adam was going to basically say everything on that piece so you might yeah. have to read it I think I was just going to say a bit actually like in in the bit of mitigation, a bit of balance really for Zenga. He came he came in late in the day, didn't he? Mm. Yeah. About five days before the season started, mm. with no pre-season um, players being dropped on him on a rate of one every four days, wasn't it? By folks, and that was the signing like ratio. That, that was yeah. signing ratio. So he did have an unenviable task of trying to. We literally doubled our squad, didn't we? Over the course of yeah. the window, we doubled the size of our first yeah. team squad, and he had the job of trying to put that all together without a pre-season. And it started off not too bad, um, but then you, you do have to think because a lot of Wolves fans are asking for a settled team, but he's got to try and pick a settled team out of a squad of what is it now, twenty-eight or something like that. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it's too big a squad in my eyes. It's too big a squad, and then when he picks a team to to play and he's not getting the performance, he will try, okay, I'll try another player there. And then what we had in the, initial, the early days was three or four changes per game. And he's like, it's, it, was that, it was that fine balancing act of trying to get a settled team, but also he's got a big squad, players to keep happy, and he's got to try and fit players in to find mm-hmm. that best team. Mm-hmm. So he did, he did have a hard job, but um, I just think that, I, I guess what also rankled with some people, and it's not, it's not, I guess it's not a major factor of why he had to go, but he did rankle with people with his perceived non-committal to the area by keep going back to Dubai mm. on personal matters. Now, I know normally during the international break, he had family breaks and that was yeah. understandable. His family lives there, though. Yeah. family does live yeah, in Dubai, yeah. yeah. And then he had one just this last weekend as mm. well, which I think was said it was pre-agreed, but then there were some rumours that Fosun were a bit irritated by the fact mm. he wasn't staying around to try mm. and put you know resolve matters. He was going away. So that was probably another negative for, for, for Zenga. There was a perceived... Non-committal to yeah. to the to the area. Again, it almost adds up to even more for short-termism. That actually, yeah, you know, there's no point. You know, I think. Well, it's very like Saul Bakken, is it? Saul Bakken. Yeah. I think he did stay in the area, but he did go off to Norway at times. Wasn't there one time where he didn't get 
permission to go. Mm. Wasn't that I mean, story? It, it, I don't. It's I don't, understandable. I could be well, it's, like, yeah. it's like when McCarthy, and mm. this is probably the, the, uh, the other parallel, but when McCarthy got the job, the first thing he did was buy a house in the area. And that's yeah. mm. straight away, his ethos was, if I'm going to manage it, I want to be in the area. Mm. Now, I know it's different because Zenga's family does live abroad. But at the same time, you know, if I was asked to do, you know, the Leon podcast, <laughs> which is entire, entirely feasible. What are you trying to say, Rich? <laughs> sounds like you're angling for a move there, Rich. <laughs> Dave, here's my transfer request. <laughs> no, but you'd think if you've got to have some level of commitment to it, and don't get me wrong, it must be incredibly hard for him to be away from his family. Mm. I know he's got a wife and a couple of kids, but to go back for a couple of days with football being what it is and so intense and it being a 24-hour job, it it's struggles not a quick to be... It's not yeah. a quick trip, is it, to Dubai? No. You can't just pop on an easy jet to, to Dubai, can I you? I can't, yeah, I thought you could. Oh, I'm, assuming, I'm assuming you can't. <laughs> I only fly Emirates. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm assu- but uh, it takes... Uh, Overall <laughs> airlines are available. Yeah. <laughs> it takes, like, that's, that's, that's like a, a, a long journey and commitment to travel backwards and forwards, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Especially for the one, one weekend just gone, whereas only, he only went for about one and a half days to Dubai. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, <coughs> yeah, and also you could, I guess you could see in the last couple of games that he was, the, the pressure on him was a bit more visible in his yeah. press interviews. He, he knew that something, he, I guess obviously he knows more than most how much pressure he was under and the, 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 the goals that were set by him by Fosun. And he knows that he was going in the opposite direction from where Fosun wanted mm. him to go. And his interviews, he was getting a bit more ratty, wasn't he? And I, I didn't, I didn't see it, but and I think after the one of the Sky interviews, he was getting a bit shirty with the yeah, interviewer. Yeah. You could tell the pressure was showing on him. So I think probably the writing on the wall was probably about mm. two or three games ago was when. But he's he's had um, you know again like Sarbacken, he's almost had two squads to deal with in a short space of time. He's got all this massive influx of players. He's also got Jacket's old squad. He's got to try and blend them together in a short space of time. He's going to also try and keep them all happy because at least six or seven of them aren't even going to be on the team sheet every week. You know, you see people like even you know, every week. I know you get the same names, but people like Ola John, Gladden, Jack Price, Jed Wallace, George Savile. Mostly, are always Cameron Borthwick Jackson at times, yeah, no and not e- not even on the team sheet. He's got to keep them happy. He's got to keep them hungry to try and vote for a player and everyone else. That is an incredibly hard job for mm. any manager. Um, I, th- I think for me with Zenga, I think again the the, the check on managerial past was almost like a a backup card for any of us in case it was go- it, yeah. it went wrong. As soon as it started going wrong, that's why I said on on here a while ago that it would only take two or three games for people to turn, mm. and that's kind of mm. what happened. And people could use that kind of ace up the sleeve. Um, to be fair, you still get a bit of support from the safe bank, wasn't there? Yeah, still very, yeah, yeah. The first half was so vocal. I mean, it was yeah. all supporting him. And even at full time, I didn't hear people moaning about Zenga. No, yeah, there was grim- it was... I mean, it wasn't even like there was lots of booing at the end of the Leeds game. There was disgruntlement, and you could definitely feel mm. a shift. But it wasn't, you know, full 180 no, 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 just no. yet. That's why it, it's a little bit... I'm trying to think of the right word. It's interesting that, you know, Fosen have made this decision now, and it's... Were they too quick to make a decision, yeah. or have they just shown very good foresight? Um, and only time will tell. Mm. To be honest, not sure how well you can judge someone after t- 14 mm. games. But they've had to act quickly. They've judged them on after what is essentially a third of a season. <coughs> and they said that 18th position is not good enough. Mm. 
um, and which they're right to. If this was the way I kind of see it, is if they'd have kept Jacket on instead, they'd have brought in all these players, and he was in 18th place, they'd have sacked him after probably less than these amounts of games. So does it really matter that it's Zenga who's just got a new contract? I mean, it potentially shows slightly poor decision-making by them, but as we've already kind of said, he was only ever going to be short-term. We got him a week before the season started. I think it's like the, the climate of the championship doesn't help either. Because yeah. I, I briefly had um, the radio on today and it said, they just had a stat saying that nine of the nine new managers, nine, nine new championship managers mm. at Hyde this summer, I think five have already been sacked. Yeah. So there's such a short-term vision across the championship mm. because everyone's so desperate. Yeah, yeah. It's just desperate to get up, mm. to catch some of this, this, these billions in, in the Premier League that at the first sign of trouble, and obviously we're no different now, it was the first sign of trouble, we're willing just to completely jettison the manager yeah. in order that the quick fix will be get someone else in and the theory is we should get the bounce and go. I definitely think they'll be looking for someone a bit more... I don't think we were tactically naive a lot of the time, but as me and Ad kind of said, Zenga almost relied on passion a lot mm. and a lot of his work came from motivation and it was kind of quite clear that with a lot of our goals coming after half time, that he clearly inspired the players or mm. got them going, which is fantastic. And you see it in other managers as well who build up players' confidence and get them playing. But there's always going to be a tipping point to where that doesn't work mm. because they will just be found out. If you just say to eleven players, just give it, you know, give it your all, but you don't really tell them what to do, better teams will find you out. Um, and again, that usually happens after, I don't know, six months, a year, when yeah. you've kind of run out all your options. Well, this well, has happened after three months, by the yeah. way, it's starting to go after. Well, what's interesting with the whole Zenga thing as well is if you look at some of the recent results, Wolves is, Wolves is, is that a word? Is that yeah. a plural? <laughs>